Rughead. Rughead, yeah. When I was watching it, I was like, man, he's got to be like so much older than everyone else. But no, he's only like 27. <laughs> and the rest of the cast were, even though presumably they're meant to be playing like... Late teens. Or, yeah, but yeah. they're all like almost 30 and shit. Yeah, you can tell. Even the, the main guy. Packard uh, definitely looked like one of those guys that's uh, like a melted Nathan Fillion. That was Nick Cassavetes. I'm from, I know, but still. The son of John Cassavetes. Nick Cassavetes famously, probably most famously known for directing The Notebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's in The Wraith being a jerk. <laughs> the tone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I just want to briefly go over what my uh, my Friday night was for for you because Court went to that like uh, old people bingo blackout bingo whatever. It's it not old people. Well, I mean a lot of old people. I just uh, bingo to me. Is they tried people. to make it like fun for the kids, but you go there and it's all people in their forties that are still <laughs> partying hard. So I had the. I was all by myself most of the night. Uh, so I watched the Wraith, and uh, then I wa- I listened to uh, uh, Outrun the Vavinsky. Kavinsky album, a version of our, of the, the Wraith, and then I uh, I watched uh, Baby Driver, which is a way better car movie than the Wraith. Yeah, this is a garbage movie. Baby Driver better than the Wraith? Uh, I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually really enjoyed watching it. It's a bad movie, but I it's enjoyed fun. it. But it's a fun movie too uh give me an idea for uh, the next script we're gonna write after the uh, vampire of santa cruz oh yeah it's gonna be a car movie a i was movie. thinking while we were watching the wraith uh i'm not like super into cars like the mechanics of them and or shit like, like that car is, yeah like but i do really like the like aesthetics of cars mm-hmm. and stuff like that things they represent i was like yeah cars are cool when they look cool i guess um this the this gang in their gang activity makes no no sense at all like yeah they're, they're just like forcing people to race them and then they force them to lose and they force them to sign over their car title racing for pinks yeah racing for pinks the and gang like, is why? weird too because it's like people of different yeah, classes it's like a real <laughs> <laughs> hodge club hodge yeah. eclectic gang look I feel the dude in his Leatherman Leatherman jacket. Yeah, he's like the star quarterback. <laughs> and he's in this game. Minty wasn't his name. Minty, <laughs> something like that. And Which then, is that's like a name from um, that John Waters movie. Why can't I remember? Uh, Cry Baby. Yeah. <laughs> and there's Augie. He's the first one to die. Yeah, he's got a real unfortunate face. Augie does. Mm, yeah, and then. Uh, Skank and Gutter Boy. They're the best of the gang. I like feel Gutter Boy especially. I feel so bad for Skank and Gutter Boy because <laughs> Skank's like obviously like an addict, and then Gutter Boy's developmentally disabled for yeah. sure. Gutter Boy and that guy's like the best actor. In this they movie. both have like a useful talent. You know, they could be just doing good things, but now they're being exploited by this dickhead. <laughs> oh, I saw a real class struggle there. <laughs> Skank and Gutter Boy. I was like, oh man, these poor guys. Yeah, and like they weren't like it's straight up evil as the other guys. They're just trying to work on cars and stuff, you know. I feel like Rughead might be the the, the best of the bunch, but even that is iffy. Rughead survives. Yeah, he does, but he also wasn't involved in the murder. The murder, yeah. But in you know, Skank and Gutter Boy were. Uh, so we watched the Wraith. This is Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kyle. Hey, I'm Sean. We we actually talking about the movie this time though. Yeah, the I don't have too many like political screeds screeds to go on. I kind of didn't pay attention much this week, except you know. Oh, there's more Trump racist out there shit. Being racist again. Yeah. I, uh, I have a t- uh, tweet from like a week ago that uh, I'm gonna re up because it it, it it aged like a fine wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just more racist shit, and then it's just gonna get worse from here. So I mean, I, just prepare for uh, yeah. how ridiculous and racist his campaign is gonna be. If you thought 2016 was racist, buckle up. This is going all in now. There's a my thought is um so uh, there there's everyone's aware of the impending doom of climate change, and there's like two roads we can take. One of them is like complete dramatic upheaval of I all took of our, the road less traveled. The or the road, as it were. Yeah. There's like we could have a complete upheaval, societal change, philosophically, and blah blah. That all work together to fix society and you know survive and then the other side is just like well a lot of people are gonna have to die 
And there's so many people that seem to have already come to terms with the fact with a lot of people are going to die. And they're just, like, getting people ready for it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the alt-right movement came out of that anxiety where it's like, some people are going to have to die. We're going to get to choose who gets to die. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think anybody that's... that. that I don't know. Uh, they don't have the power. Well, they do because the representatives. No, no and, one has that fucking kind of power. There's six billion people in the world, and climate change is going to affect everybody. It's it. it there, no one has the power to decide these people are going to be in charge, and we're going to make these people die. You know, I mean, that's. I'm well. Yeah, anybody trying to steer this ship is in for a shock. Well, I mean, they're trying to do it right now, or they are doing it right now. I like, obviously, that's like, I mean, that's like climate change will reach everyone at some point, but it's gonna hit us first. And I think that's just the method they're going with is whatever. We'll just let most of these people get fucked because we're the ones that are gonna pay for climate change first, just the regular people, you know? Right. I don't mean that. Yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty grim outlook. I think it's getting cut. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, but it could be worse. We could be living in Tucson in 1986. <laughs> no, I think it was Brooks, Arizona. <clears throat> no, it's filmed in Tucson. Though. I know, but it's supposed to, they, they made up a fictional uh, town. Yeah, they made up all the street names, too. I was like, mm. no, there's uh, not enough Spanish in these street names <laughs> for it to be real. Uh, they did showcase all the great things Tucson has to offer, though, which is barren desert roads and empty parking lots. <laughs> there's a burger joint. Oh, apparently they, that's still there. It's like a historic landmark. It's not called K's though. It's like Lindy's or something. Oh, okay. Big K's, Mama K's. Well, I, don't I, don't I don't remember seeing it. It's uh, I maybe more like Sierra Vista rather than Tucson yeah. specifically, because Tucson is like the city, city part, yeah. and then the outlying areas are more rural, like are in the movie. But I don't like Tucson myself. It's kind of real depressing down there. I don't really like much of Arizona. Yeah, Flagstaff's all right. It snows though. Yeah, not in the winter. Don't go there. <laughs> don't want to have to like. Yeah, I don't. Couldn't live in an environment like that because I don't have to like dig my car out. And yeah, shit well, we like that. talked about it, but like I'll, I'll live where there's like there's one or two good snows a year. If mm. I have to deal with it for like a week or two, I'm good with that. But outside of that, yeah, I don't want it to be like. A I grew straight... up in the area. I mean, I've seen snow in in my front yard once in my entire life. Yeah. To live somewhere where it's like a solid three months of just like hanging out with snow, like no, no way. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Of course, we we basically melt every year. Oh uh, yeah, I mean we're just dying in the summertime now in Arizona. Uh, there's a they're trying to get more people to move out to Arizona. Or I guess they're not. Oh, trying that's specifically. smart. Yeah, we have plenty of water for everybody. Yeah, but no one don't no one move here. Don't do it. Even though, like, housing's cheap or whatever, don't do it. You're just going to die. I mean, in the, I don't know. The housing is a whole other issue. I don't want to get into the political conversation again. Yeah, but um, the 80s, though, was a real halcyon time for Arizona. They uh, were able to get Nick Cassavetes to come through. <laughs> Big star Nick Cassavetes. Keanu Reeves filmed here at one point, too. Yeah, Bill and Tez. Yeah, that's what I'm talking that about. That was around here, though. That was like Tempe. Yeah, well, they filmed the Sunsplash. I've been down that the the water slides. Yeah, that, like Napoleon. Uh, Napoleon himself was down. Oh, they call it Waterloo's in the movie. Yeah, they got to make it Yeah, Napoleon reference. Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Waterloo, huh? You think you'd be like, oh, fuck, Waterloo. Oh. Well, well, you also have to imagine what point did they pluck him out of history. Maybe oh, it's before, before Waterloo, yeah. He just knows Waterloo, yeah. It's pretty good. Um, It's a pretty good film. Check it out. It's not quite as good as The Wraith. <laughs> Uh, so Nick Cassavetes, his father is John Cassavetes, who is, um, famously, well, in my opinion, his only two, like, great acting roles were, uh, Dirty Dozen and Rosemary's Baby, but he's also a director himself, and, like, many people consider him to be a genius of sorts. In fact, there's a La Tigre song about him. It's, I don't know if I've heard it. What's your take on Cassavetes? <laughs> what's your take on Cassavetes, alcoholic, genius, <laughs> misogynist, genius, <laughs> which is that's just every uh, director. <laughs> yeah, well, it perfectly encapsulates John Cassavetes, but also yeah, like every Hollywood guy from that time period. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's what they're all doing. That's cool. I want to be um good enough at misogyny that um a Riot Girl <laughs> electronic band. I mean, this is Kathleen Hanna's band, famously of Bikini Kill and stuff like that real just like the queen of riot girl really and she's like you know what we'll still make a song about john cassavetes 
Because you made some good movies. <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah. feel like maybe you just make some good movies and don't 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 do the misogyny part. Yeah, but then um, they won't make a song about. it? Yeah, they'll be. There's like... been people, plenty of <laughs> made songs about directors that, that I don't believe were misogynist, or at least you know, not as noted misogyny. <laughs> Name one. I don't know. I, I'd really have to. Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> Paul Verhoeven, I guess. I don't, has anybody made a movie a song about Verhoeven? No. You should make one for your uh, your what's your take on electronic Verhoeven? What's your take on Verhoeven? <laughs> He writes poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, remember that dude? His movies don't have <laughs> one of the um, alt right killer mans, like one of the terrorists. Recently, I can't remember which one because there's just so many of them all the time. Antifa is a real problem. I don't know. He listed um, one of his favorite movies was Starship Troopers, and I was like, yes, perfect, absolutely. The- it, just said, it says so much about like the far right when they're like totally missed the absolute obvious like sat- satire that Starship Troopers is, and they're like, "Yes, I want to live in that society. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know more." <laughs> yeah. so you fucking dummies. That shit's well. Wild. There's a bunch of like alt right people that are but, into RoboCop. Yeah, but they say RoboCop's not political. you fucking dumb it's just like you sit these people sit on the internet all day tweeting and shit saying all this garbage you can do a little bit of research about paul verhoven and like the making of robocop and be it's obvious that there's a political message to it so they're either just not doing any research or they just completely ignore it i don't do any research but i know it his, Paul Verhoeven's a great director, but it's he. It's not like it's not it's obvious. It's not like it's subtle. Yeah, <laughs> it's real obvious shit. Whatever. Yes, Starship Troopers is. What's the message of the wraith? Oh, um, don't murder. Don't do a murder, because he'll come back as Charlie Sheen. No one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Charlie Sheen uh, shows up in the very beginning of the movie, and then you don't really see him again for like forty minutes. <laughs> I was, I was gonna say that Packard is <laughs> win this movie. Yeah, way more. yeah. Like, well, who's this movie about? Uh, Cassius Vettis is like the actual like star. Yeah. He, he's not the hero, but he's the star of the movie. The dialogue is just god awful. The first time Billy shows up, he's like, "Hey, bro, I'm not alone <laughs> in a lot." Oh, I think I wrote it down. Yeah, I'm not allowed on that side because he's a nerd. <laughs> hey, bro, man, it, it, it's a hot day, a hot one today, huh? You'd think um it'd be more Packard and his gang that are. Pariahs. Oh, the water's a little too chilly for my taste. It was filmed in January. <laughs> good thing it's a hot one. Well, good thing it's Arizona, because, like, all right, we'll film it in January. It'll only be, like, 85 degrees <laughs> outside. It'll only be 90 today. Fucking Arizona. Yeah, that's like, uh, they're chilling at, like, the Salt River. You know what I mean? You ever been to the Salt River and gone tubing down the Not Salt January. River? It's Ooh. probably much cleaner. Probably. It would be really cold because the water is still cold even in like, the summertime when it's like 120 million degrees. I don't get that out there. People just be showing their titties. People die sometimes. Yeah. And drown. And then the cops will come out or the sheriff deputies will come out in their little airboat. Randy Quaid? Yeah. Randy <laughs> Quaid will show out there. <laughs> in his airboat. <laughs> yeah, it's just pretty wild. Sometimes you can see horses. One time I saw a guy standing in the shallows, like, practicing spearfishing. I was like, it seems dangerous with, like, hundreds of people just cruising on by. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever come to Arizona, go salt river tubing. It's, like, the most, like, crass experience you can ever have, mm-hmm. I guess. It's pretty wild. You get real sunburnt. And that's kind of what the Wraith is about, you know? <laughs> I mean, they have a, they're, like, hanging out on a river kind of thing. Yeah. That's it's the it, narrowest swimming hole. That's like, uh, I was thinking about it, um, people congregate, and that's like a congregation spot for like mating season, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's like a human We're mating. here to bone. Yeah, that's like a human mating area. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen future homes, like, Dr. Uh, Soidberg goes back to his home planet. <laughs> yeah, or I, you could easily just like have uh, Richard Attenborough narrate over it. Like, <laughs> the juvenile humans come to the watering oh, hole. the juvenile humans. That's more Australian than <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was like Steve Irwin. <laughs> Oh, Crocky and sick with thumb up his butt. <laughs> All the juvenile humans congregate at the watering hole for a chance to mate. Watch as one of them puts on a show for the females. <laughs> we all, uh, I mean, at this point, this is where we learn that Billy's brother is dead. 
and Charlie Sheen is his brother. Yeah, we don't learn that until the end. That's a real surprise. Yeah, but um, so Rughead immediately knows it's him because he sees his eyes. Yeah, when he's shooting people. Yeah, but which then, again, that part of the movie when he bursts into the garage and starts blowing away the cars. If his whole goal is to kill these motherfuckers, why doesn't he just shoot them right then? He's just having fun. He's playing with them. <laughs> to what end? It's fun. <laughs> he's a he's a dead man though. It's fun. <laughs> well, he has a limited time on Earth. It sounds like because remember when he's talking yeah. to his gal pal, he's like, "I've only got a little bit of time." So left. why not just shoot them then? Well, he's prolonging the time because he's he's probably got a, uh, as much time as it takes to kill him. <laughs> That's why he left Rughead alive because he's like, you know what? I'm gonna stay and just bang. <laughs> Nobody leaves though. <laughs> why do uh, why do bits of metal disappear when people die? What? You don't remember that? Like, every time he kills somebody, like, he, well, the first time Augie dies, mm-hmm. he's, like, wearing an arm brace or leg brace and, like, disappears. And then when he kills Gunk or Skank and uh, Gutter Boy, there's, uh, like, another metal brace in the wreckage that disappears. Anytime he shoots, I, I don't know if it's, like, his chains, supposed to be, symbolizes chains that are holding him to earth or some shit. I don't get it. Like, oh, again, this oh, movie oh. Is, is underwritten. Um, it has everything you need, though. <laughs> if, like, uh, I, I think about the idea of, like, uh, you know, come late, leave early, mm-hmm. you know? This movie, if if that's the idea you're aiming for, this movie showed up at, like, 2 a.m. after the party's already winding down. It doesn't drink. It doesn't really do drugs. But it did do a bunch of cocaine and then talked about its ex for the next eight hours. That's, you're being pretty harsh. It has <laughs> Charlie Sheen and Nick Cassavetes <laughs> and Johnny Depp's girlfriend. Yeah. Clint Howard. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Depp was gonna be in this movie, but he who uh, is gonna play Char- uh, Packard or the Wraith? He might have been. Uh, I think it was Augie or just one of the background guys. But then oh. there's a scheduling conflict or something. He probably did Twenty One Jump Street or something. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, no, nah, man, I'm gonna be in like something good. <laughs> <laughs> and then he did Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> which was which is a, good, a much better movie. Or Crybaby, or Crybaby. I think we're only a few years years away from Edward Scissorhands at this point. Mm-hmm. It's four years, four or five. Uh, Charlie Sheen not as handsome as Emilio. No, I've it, always liked Emilio better than Charlie Sheen. Emilio, I don't get the, the Charlie love. He, he like when we saw watched Maximum Overdrive, I was like, damn, Emilio damn, used to Emilio. be fucking handsome. And get some. This movie, I was just like, yeah, Charlie Sheen, I guess. Yeah. He's got tiger blood. HIV blood from tigers. Yeah, he's. I think we made the feline AIDS joke already. Or did we make it off there? Yeah, no, I think we made it last week. And he just uh, looks like a Charlie Sheen. Um, You can, like, tell that they're brothers and that Martin Sheen's their dad. But then Emilio looks a lot more like Martin Sheen. Yeah, that's true. Charlie Sheen's just kind of an outlier. And of course, Joe Estevez looks like Martin Sheen. (laughs) (laughs) Strong genes in that family. Their last name is actually Estevez, right? Yeah. Sheen was Martin Sheen's mother, or Sheen, you know, yeah, yeah. his mother's name, right? And he's like, man. I can't be Estevez because it's the 50s when I'm starting to act and people will be like, get the fuck out of here, you Spaniard. <laughs> so he's like, I know, Irish name. People like the Irish now, right? In the 50s, yeah, I think they were white by then. Yeah, sort of. Just about. Um, Martin Sheen kind of made a career out of being Irish, though. He, like, he even... He's been in a lot of movies where he's like, I mean, the departed. He played a Kennedy. Yeah, the departed was like the capstone on his Irish career, I think. <laughs> uh, but then uh, he also used to do like the voiceover for like all the t- Irish tourism stuff. He's like, yeah, come see Ireland. <laughs> Did he do an Irish accent? I don't remember that those commercials. No, he just was Martin Sheen. He's like, I'm Martin oh, Sheen. Come see Ireland. It's got uh, rocks and clovers. <laughs> it sounds like uh, Tom Cruise in Far and Away. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Cover up your legs, Shannon. <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> Shannon's exactly who I modeled that accent after. Good job, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> There's actual Irish people in that movie, like Cole Meany's in that movie. Why is Tom Cruise the star? That's so weird. And Nicole Kidman. Yikes! I'm sure it made more money than The Wraith. <laughs> I read that uh, Felicia Day, this is her favorite bad movie, and she's been pushing to get it on Mystery Science Theater. But fucking beat you to it, Felicia Day. Yeah, second Felicia Day. Uh, <laughs> you don't even know about the Wraith. <laughs> All you know about is us. World of Warcraft or something. 
What did she get famous for? The Guild, right? World of Warcraft yeah, yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, I never saw it. I actually think <clears> the only <throat> thing I've ever seen her do is the Mr. Science Theater, the new one, mm. and then like the Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. I don't know oh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. She's just uh, like known on the internet for being a nerd lady. She uh, She has a blurb on the back of a book I gave you. Yeah, <laughs> which really stands out because all the other ones are like New York Times, other fantasy writers, you know. Yeah, Fleish Day. Fleish Day, oh, okay. Some extra brand identity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's just kind of emblematic of, I don't know her personally or anything, obviously, but she just I, she's emblematic of like the modern nerd culture, I guess, where it's more just like brand loyalty and brand identity and stuff. I don't know, those fucking nerds on the internet were they were like, We gotta see Avengers Endgame more so it beats Avatar. Like that is what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Disney owns both. You get like you <laughs> I saw uh, Avengers twenty times to make sure it'd be uh, it'd be And then these are like these are the same people that question people transitioning like what or people deciding what their gender identity is something that's real and substantial like real important yeah and but they're like fuck that that's garbage what's important is that i'm a marvel fan and that defines me as a human being which is, i don't know it's so weird too because if that's if you're a marvel fan you're a big fan of the mcu and that really defines you as a human being and you're like you fuck you transgender people i'm like i don't know what fucking movies you're watching you know what i mean they're just watching like boring claptrap to make millions of dollars. It's not like the Marvel movies push some like wonderful utopian agenda. No, they a don't. lot of them are like also like military propaganda. Yeah, no, that's true. So I'm fuck Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, Kevin Feige. Retire. You're fucking made. Phase four is coming too soon, and it's a bunch of garbage. No one wants to see. They already made the best Blade movie. <laughs> Blade two. I think it's Blade One. There's something about Blade One being <laughs> just, right. like just 1999, like encapsulated. Yeah, I'm, getting, it, it, it I'm like, fuck yeah, <laughs> like Steven Dorfman. <laughs> Steven Dorf. Matrix and, and Blade do have a very similar. Yeah, it's like uh, perfect. It's like a very similar tone. And yeah, feel. it's just I I remember that. Corn <laughs> <laughs> was on every radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was worried about Y2K. <laughs> yeah, what a great time. <clears throat> we had just gotten cable internet. <laughs> Actually, we don't actually know. No, yeah, until like no. two thousand or two thousand one. I was in high school. Yeah. Well, it was coming though. It was coming down the pipe. We had fifty six k at that point. <laughs> Everyone was playing Diablo too. I think. I don't know. EverQuest came out in ninety nine. We weren't playing it then, though. No, we didn't play till like a few we years later. We had cable internet, but they told me to play it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the Wraith though. Fucking okay. All right. Focus. Cassavetes has a knife. They cut up a dude. Hey, did you notice when um it's not Charlie Sheen, but it's Charlie Jamie Packard. No, Jamie Hankins or whatever, you know, Billy's brother. Yeah. When he's having sex with the main girl, is he wearing like a jock strap or something? Yeah, he was. Did you see I that? was wondering what was going on. How would he penetrate her with a jock strap on? Is he just he just put the cup part to the side? <laughs> Well, I mean, they also, I don't know, I think she says later on, like, just at, that, that, that it's just after they finish having sex, so maybe he slipped his jock strap He put his jock strap back and on? And he's like, let me just lay on top of you for a little bit. That seems so weird. Yeah, I don't know. I like, mean, she had, like, her underwear on, too, so. I'm, but you, man, slide the pants to the side. It's always fun. But no, it's but not. then he's sliding his jock strap to the Why do you have a jock strap on in the first place? Did you just get back from the big game? They don't mention him being an athlete or anything. They don't mention anything about him. Uh, I don't know why we're supposed to care about Jamie or uh, whatever the race fake name is. Jesse? Charlie Sheen. Billy. It's Billy. No, Billy's, Billy's his brother. brother. <laughs> I liked Billy. Um, when they were showing the, the his job at the burger place, I was like, oh, maybe I should be a line cook again since <laughs> I need to get a job. And I was like, sometimes it was fun just like cooking shit. But this is a lot of work. He gets. I got. I'm gonna make these so so rare that a veterinarian will get them back to life in ten minutes. <laughs> Everybody is just such a ham at that burger shop. Fuck yeah, man! They're having a good time until old Jamie shows up to to kidnap a lady. Jamie. I mean, uh, Packard. Packard. Sorry. Check it out. Billy rolls up. Not Billy. Packard. You no. did it too. Charlie Sheen rolls up at the beginning of the movie on his motorbike, and he's like, "Hey, where's?" This place I'm going to, I forget it's like Fisherman's Cove or something. I don't know. 
And she's like, oh, you just go that way and up around the corner. I'll ride with you. I'm going there, too. And he's like, Haha, yeah, hot date. <laughs> and she hops on and then a fucking packet rolls up. And he's like, oh, boyfriend. And she's like, no. But then she still gets in the car and hangs out with him anyways. It's some weird possessive thing. Yeah, but why is she, like, participating in it? I don't know. Like, why I don't, Why is everybody just okay with this? Well, yeah. And, then, yeah, when he beats up Billy at the burger shop. Like, everyone should have just jumped his ass. It <laughs> seems like everyone should be real tired of this guy. Yeah, he seems like a real fucking asshole. I don't like The, the, the first thing in the movie <clears> is, <throat> is Packard and that weird race he has with the, the, the dude. And at, at the very beginning, I'm like, why is this motherfucker stopping for these people? Well, they have the road blocked off. They kind of have it blocked yeah. off. But, you know, I'm telling you right now that if I'm in the middle of a deserted row in the middle of the night and they have the road kind of blocked off i'm blown right past it i'm pulling my draco out <laughs> yeah you have a draco all right i wish they're rolling around in my car my piece of shit car that no one's gonna race me for <laughs> it's for the cops <laughs> well he's racing a bunch of people with shitty cars too their cars are awesome they got a big old truck um that beat up barracuda <laughs> Uh, the yellow bumblebee. All of the cars look have a very similar paint job to you. There's primers showing. There's yeah, they're just like they're Frankenstein cars. It's great. Um, the dude that they challenged in the beginning, his car is pretty cool. It's got that real like '80s. It it changes cars or models like halfway through. Oh, does it? Yeah. At one point, it has like fixed lights, and at one point, it has the lights that I don't know enough about the car model, but the the pop. Oh, the pop up ones, yeah. the ones that winking at you. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, hey. Uh yeah, I don't. I, mean, I guess I probably wouldn't have stopped for him because that just seems like a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And then when he does race him and he like drives him off the road, I would have been like, "Well, you're fucking dead now." Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then because you know he pulls in front of him to like stop him, I'm like, "No, I'm just gonna hit you now, you idiot, <laughs> yeah, <you> moron." <laughs> and then fucking you go back to your friends like, "Yeah, I don't know what happened. He's, I don't know. He's dead. He's dead back there. You're probably gonna- <laughs> you guys go check it out. <laughs> go look at his corpse and stuff." At the end of the movie, too, um, spoilers, Packard dies. He gets killed by the Wraith. But at the end of the movie, his car is all burnt to shit on fire, and he's just laying in there, corpsified like he's dead, but perfectly fine. His clothes are, like, burnt off, but he just looks like a regular guy. Well, that's what happens to all the the dudes the Wraith kills. Their eyes melt, and they're pale, and they're sitting in a puddle of their own fluids. We don't even see Augie, do we? I think he we does. see Augie the first one, the uh, Randy, uh, Randy Quaid. The, oh yeah, the, the cops mm. like come over here and take a list, chief or sheriff or yeah. Mr. Quaid. Like, uh, we're gonna need his parents to come down here identify this body. <laughs> this piece he should of, be hamburger, but look, at him. <laughs> this is a piece of bacon yours. But yeah, no, but he's like perfectly white. And yeah, he's missing his eyes and shit. Like he took his soul. Yeah, by exploding him. That's that's probably what the disappearing metal piece. Was. I get. Yeah, he's accidentally taking the soul and. It's a part of the car. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the Wraith's all about. I know he can turn into lights and float away, which is pretty cool. And his car explodes but comes back. Oh, did you see in the beginning that um, when he first comes back to Earth, he's a, uh, it went down to the crossroads. Because that's where you can. That's where you can set your soul to become a famous well, you can, blues musician. Uh, so, you, uh, it can be, yeah, you can have a meeting with the devil at the crossroads, but also the crossroads are used in, like, occult phenomena. Like, if you want otherworldly beings, you can commute. You gotta go to the crossroads and, I don't know, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're all just stealing the <laughs> that same uh, story from uh, Robert Johnson. I can't think of his name. Um, no, I think the idea of crossroads being otherworldly goes back longer than that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Probably not. I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a really old thing, <laughs> like a really old dumb people thing, you know? When they're like, "Well, roads aren't even that modern," so yeah, roads have been around forever. That's what I mean. There's not a lot of cross. No, they're not. No, they have not. <laughs> what? The, the fucking people used to ride carriages on roads. <laughs> there used to be footpaths that were roads that had crossings. All sorts of shit. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure it goes back further than the 1930s. <laughs> But anyways, um, yeah, they threw that in there. I don't really like his car. What's it supposed to be? It looks like a future space car. It's future garbage. Also, every time when, especially when they first race Augie, um, Rughead Clint Howard's is yelling like, "All right, these are the rules," and blah blah blah, and like. How do you know he understands? Like, he doesn't yeah, roll the window down. <laughs> why? And, like, the, well, later on, the Augie's like, oh, we got a radio killer that's going to kill your engine when you try to run. Like, why would you even... Why, I don't get it. Like, this, this, 
it angers me how little thought out like their whole gang activity is thought out you know what i mean it's just not it makes no sense yeah, especially because uh, it's gonna kill your engine if you try like, to run. How was like if you got? <laughs> but last time he just exploded. What if what if these people that he's racing for their pink slips tell the cops like, "Hey, this guy forced me into a race and then forced me to sign over his car," because then he's gonna go to uh, court for this. Does Packard have uh, the money for legal fees? I don't know. Where does he even live? Does he live in that I, hut? Or it they makes got- <laughs> no goddamn sense. I fucking hate how yeah. it really irritates me. Yeah, I don't know how their racket. I don't know how they got away with it for so long. It's not like they're like organized crime or you no. know. What I mean, there's a bunch of punks hanging out in Tucson. You feel like they pull over the wrong car and they're gonna get the shit kicked <clears> out of them. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it's not like people are ever pa- <laughs> passing through Tucson. Then, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but to go back to like the big K scene where Billy gets beat up. Yeah, like how does Packard not get his shit kicked in right there? Because he's six foot six. Get the shit. <laughs> he's a uh, so he's like not in good shape either. You know, no. what I mean? he's really tall, but he's got like a little belly, and he's but he's like skinny fat. <laughs> it's really weird. Also, I had to look up how tall he was because I was like, well, fucking John Cassavetes is like five foot six, and this his fucking dad, his son's a foot taller than him. How did that happen? That's rough. They're probably just like better nutrition or something, <laughs> right? John Cassavetes would have been tall if he wasn't born a poor child in Greece. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. And the Nick Cassavetti's got the hearty American food, and he became tall. Mm-hmm. Was stringing all those milk hormones. Uh, but his, I like I I just guarantee I I know that I like to think myself that if I saw a woman getting kidnapped and then like the line cook jumped in and tried to save her, oh yeah, you'd help. That I would help. Yeah, pro- absolutely. I you'd feel like, like I would. You're like, wait a minute. I know everybody <laughs> likes to tell themselves that, but I feel like I I know myself well enough, and I've I mean I jumped a fence to fight a fire the other day. Yeah, on Fourth of July. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely one of those things where, like, uh, nah, this doesn't seem right at all. And, like, what's the worst thing going to happen? You're going to get stabbed? I've been stabbed before. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, like, it's not, we know you. You don't feel it. <laughs> if, you not, if you're in, like, the middle of a fight and stuff, you don't. It's just like, oh, what happened? <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's not, like, oh, so he's tall, but he's not, like, physically imposing. And he's got a switchblade. Like yeah, what? Man. Just all four people jump on him. You can't just let him snatch a woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so crazy. Everyone's like, no. But he... I mean, everybody's already letting him snatch all their cars and shit. Yeah. Right? Everyone's. So... This is a really wimpy town. Yeah. I don't know. And like, how was Randy Quaid like not arrested him like a thousand times? <laughs> I don't know. Because he seems to know like everything they're up to. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like these damn no good kids, but uh, boys will be boys. <laughs> What? Oh. Right prower. <laughs> like that's that's like he seems like a local cop for sure. <laughs> He's like, well, they mostly just kill the Mexicans, so I don't mind. It's like, yeah, that sounds about right, Tucson. <laughs> yeah, Randy Quaid. Uh, also, he's like barely older than the rest of the cast too in this movie. It's weird. He just, I guess, there's like he's taller and his jawline's not as defined. So he's he's a <laughs> he sheriff. sheriff. He's a sheriff. I don't know. I just uh, Gutterboy and Skank just it just made me sad. I mean, like, they got jobs and they're just like doing. Gutter boy, I feel bad for Skank. I don't feel that bad for. I mean, he's just having fun drinking turpentine and shit. Yeah, but he also, I mean, I don't know, he's getting into some shit, and I feel like he's cognitive enough. Yeah, that's true. To be like, yeah, Gutter boy clearly has some mental deficiencies. Yeah, he's like that. He's played like developmentally disabled, you know, and like she's man, Skank and Packard are just using him for his mechanical abilities. <laughs> Whatever those might be. I'm they the people working on the cars are always skanking gutter boy, and then they also have the job like stripping airplanes. For... We have only like Rugheads the brains behind the operation, right? I, I, th- I think he's like famous. the nerd technology guy, but I think uh, skanking. You lose the race, you lose the car. Yeah, I think well because uh, Packard's always getting after skanking gutter boy to do like the chopping and stuff. I think they do more the more mechanical the shit. work. Yeah. Which is fucking, that's what you needed in the 80s. It's not like com- cars were. <laughs> you didn't need uh, yeah, you don't computers need... and shit in the 80s? Nah, they had an onboard computer in the 80s, but like, what did it do, you know? <laughs> didn't do shit. Gang life sucks. Especially when your gang is just a shitty Tucson car stealing gang. <laughs> this is a prequel to Fast and the Furious. I mean, those movies are plenty ridiculous, so it could be. Not a great movie for... 
female representation. <laughs> what movie in the eighties there is? There's uh pretty much just the main the one girl in it. It's not really a good representation of anything. Of anything. Like the main I don't know. Like the, who are we supposed to root for in this movie? I just was thinking the eighties. Yeah, the eighties had such loose values, I feel like. Probably because it's just ran, like out of control Did capitalism it? and like fake religious nonsense of like the Reagan <laughs> era. So people are just like, I don't know, kids dress cool, cool cars, they murder, sex. Car races. Sex and violence. Explosions. Sex and violence. <laughs> that is sex the other thing in this violence. movie. Like, these cars must all be filled with hydrogen because of the way they explode. No, they're just fill- filled with like good American vibes. <laughs> And we know, all know how incendiary those are. <laughs> this is my car is made on made of PTSD from Vietnam. That'd be crazy if Jacob's ladder had like a monster car. <laughs> Why? Just <'cause> <laughs> everything. I, I don't know. I just I just seen it was pretty interesting. It had like a green goblin face. I'm gonna make my own version of the wraith where it is gonna be PTSD from Vietnam. <laughs> His car is gonna be like all gruesome, like body horror shit. <laughs> awesome. Sex and violence. <laughs> Sex and violence. Sex and violence. Ooh, what a show the Wraith was. I'm trying to. <laughs> what other cool stuff was there to talk about in the Wraith? Man, Charlie Sheen is barely in this movie. Dude, he is not. He has no lines. There's a cool motorcycle chase scene with uh, Skank and Gutter Boy, and Skank's like, "All right, get the shotgun. You're gonna shoot his ass." And Gutter Boy's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> They're just crashing into shit, and they flip the car. And then Skank is snorting, like, compressed air. Yeah. No, it's WD-40, isn't it? Oh, is it? I was just thinking, um, I watched, like, Intervention one episode. Oh, I think shit. It, I, I think, think I've seen this one. Where she was uh, really into huffing the uh, keyboard cleaner. Yeah. And she put it in a bag and huffed the shit out of it. And then there's one part where she's like, I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, South Park parodied that, um... As well as South Park often does. They just steal material that they saw in real life. And then they present it as though they have some sort of enlightened libertarian centrist ideas about politics or society. But they just come across as a fucking dumb. Did you ever notice that about South Park? I don't really watch South Park anymore. Both sides are the same. They're crazy. Listen to us. (laughs) Don't ever care about anything. Because South Park told me to. South Park told me not to care about anything. If you care about something, you're a loser. They had to walk back there. Um, climate change shit. Remember they had the episode Man Bear Pig about Al Gore? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like 100 years ago. Yeah, they're like, oh, we got to apologize. I guess climate change is fucking real and it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking real and a problem then, too. But, but you guys were just fucking dumb. Because, shit. oh, shit, how dare, <laughs> it's funny. How, how dare someone care about something? Oh. So fucking Gen X boomer bullshit is what South Park is. And it's corrupted, like... Our generation and the younger generations with the same sort of values where it's like, oh, nothing matters. Having political beliefs is dumb and everything's a joke and blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck, fuck you, you fucking middle class white boys that have no stake in anything. It's really easy and convenient for you not to believe in anything, huh? Yeah, they made a bunch of money doing it. <clears throat> Had money before. I'll fight him if I see him. <laughs> Parker I mean, they're, uh, they're like 50 years old and half your size, so. That, that's their problem. They should <laughs> they should have thought about that before they made the dumb they TV show. They made fun of Matt Damon. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Matt Damon, but yeah, but I mean, well, you're sitting here listening to Space Force. That's what we're all about. We got that South Park brand of humor. It's a little bit extreme. It's a little naughty. <laughs> really pushing the limits. One time, South of uh, Cartman, South Park boy, uh, kills the guy's parents and feeds the tomb in Chile. Ha 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 ha! That was real good. <laughs> and then people will reference. <laughs> like you watched a lot of South Park, considering how much well, you hate it. One of my roommates was really into South Park, and um, I remember. Yeah, not- I know. That's how. I mean, like, I've been forced to watch uh, Degrassi before by someone that I used to live with. Who? My girlfriend Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Degrassi. Huh? I was just trying to. I was just uh, really. Um, uh, like really advanced on the Drake train. <laughs> I was day one. Yeah, all right, that's really like Spinner. <laughs> oh, Spinner! <laughs> day one Drake fan. I actually like the um gay subplots in Degrassi. It was mostly what I was invested in because it's like 
that time period, it was legitimately like groundbreaking. Like, that, like a kid's show had yeah. gay characters. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty interesting. I'm going to engage with it. But it was I'm going to engage it was, with it. Was it was always relegated pretty far into the background. The, most of it was just regular teenage drama shit. But, I mean, you just, you just you make do with what you got, I guess. But now um, you can watch Riverdale. They have gay characters in Riverdale. You expect me to watch Riverdale? I, I, someone told me they solve mysteries in it. Yeah. I, I think it's another. I think it's like a Scooby Doo kind of thing. I was like, "What? <laughs> Riverdale? Isn't it just Archie and Jughead hanging out eating burgers and... <laughs> with Veronica? And yeah, shit? yeah, Archie's asexual, right? <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's got two ladies on the hook. No, I think he's asexual in the comics for sure. Is he? I don't read the comic books in not, not, in, not in twenty sh- years at least. I don't think he is in the show though. I'm pretty sure since it's like a WB drama or whatever, they probably have some uh, illicit sex. Yeah, that's that's how you get that's how you get the juices going. That's how they got that DC live action universe is having hot people in their in their hot relationships. They should make an erotic thriller about the Flash because <laughs> he'd be like he'd be a one second man, <laughs> uh-huh. but he'd always leave everyone satisfied. I mean everyone. <laughs> he, what he, what city does he hang out in? Like Coastal City? Or, yeah, yeah. He just bang everyone is in that, that is town. Is he Coastal City? No, it's not Green Arrow's Coastal City. I don't know. Whatever, I can't remember anymore. Yeah, whatever city made up town the Flash lives in, um, he would just he'd have sex with everyone, all in one night, <laughs> in one hour. Yeah, probably like ten minutes. He's he gets around. He's fast. He fast. He's like Santa Claus. So that's my pitch for Warner Brothers. If you're listening to Warner Brothers, that's the Flash movie I want to make. Uh, the, the Flash does Coastal City. The Flash will be played by Johnny Sins. And we're talking, this is going to be real erotic. <laughs> <laughs> but you won't be able to see anything. That's how fast it goes. <laughs> you'll just you'll see some buttholes. <laughs> There's lots of meat flapping around. And when, when the Flash runs, you just hear his, his dick <laughs> slapping around. <laughs> <laughs> he's just popping Viagra nonstop, or that I, I think they have like an injection thing they use and occasionally. So he'll just be injecting his dick, keep it hard. He's like I gotta bang the whole city, or Doctor Freeze, Dr. Captain Freeze. Cold, <laughs> Captain Cold is gonna melt or freeze everything unless I bang the whole city. <laughs> there you go, fucking conflict. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote a better movie than The Wraith. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you have uh, you have an actual story, so... Yeah. I mean, the, the the Wraith had to invent everything from whole cloth, though. I'm using existing mythology of Flash having to bang everyone. I do like at the end, the, uh, the Wraith is just like, Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Jamie. I had to change my appearance. This is as close as I can get. Let's go bang. Hold on, I gotta talk to my brother real quick. Yeah. Well, I just... I'm gonna give him my ghost car. Oh, yeah. Remember Rughead? I was talking earlier. Rughead knew it was him immediately by seeing his eyes. Yeah. How did his girlfriend and his brother not, like, No. I don't know, man. It's fucking dumb. Yeah, and then he goes to see his, his brother. Movie is fucking and dumb. And he's like, hey, I'm your brother. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, bro. You said it. You said it, Billy. You said it. You said it. Yeah, and he does just kind of... That's it, you know. He's like, whatever, bye. This fucking movie, tone, theme, story, plot, dialogue, fuck it all. Soundtrack. The only good about it is Stan Bush. Stan Bush. Uh, I actually didn't mind the soundtrack. I liked it more than last time I watched it. It's not like like Kavinsky. some of the, like the actual like pop music or rock music is mm. fine, but I don't know. Oh yeah, there's the 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 music, the like filler stuff, mm-hmm. the soundtrack. It's yeah, it's really just whatever. Yeah, it would be better with Kavinsky, but I wasn't too upset about it. He actually um, managed just to make a more coherent plot out of the Wraith movie using his soundtrack in maybe like fifteen lines than the actual movie, The Wraith. Yeah, that's all. Outrun you mean. is a better story than The Wraith. I mean, it is just The Wraith, but he did a better job. I mean, yeah, but I guess it's well, like, like the, the Wraith is also a knockoff of something else. I yeah, think. I mean, it's like the Wraith is like in some original story. I don't. Know. Well, yeah, I mean, the concept of someone returning for vengeance is not pretty. It's not uh, just a novel idea. 
Uh, but him driving fast cars and crashing them. I, got a fast car. I just <laughs> I don't like the race car. Do you like uh, Stuntman Mike's car from? Uh... Oh, after I watched this last night, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch Death Proof. <laughs> I didn't end up watching it because I had to download the whole Grindhouse, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll just watch all of Grindhouse tomorrow. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, no, Stuntman Mike's car is cool. I listened to Outrun, and then I watched Baby Driver. Baby Driver's all right. I like it. I don't know. I haven't seen it since the theaters, but I remember being like, yeah, is Edgar right? I just don't like um, Ansel Eggert or whatever, the main kid. Oh, I thought he was fine for what he needed him to do. Yeah, he just doesn't have much charisma or something, you know? Well, I mean, when you're acting against like Jamie Foxx. Uh, yeah, and Flea. Pat. What? Isn't Flea in it? No. no. Uh, Jamie Foxx is in it. John Hamm. John Bernthal. John Bernthal. And uh, old Touchy McGrabber. Hey, can you recommend The Wraith? Yeah, it's worth watching. It's fun. It's, uh, I don't know, it's like a real summertime kind of movie, I feel like. Um, honestly, if the soundtrack was better, there's a little bit more plot and the car was different, this could probably be an amazing movie. For some reason, The Wraith's car really bothers me. I don't want it to be like a supercar i want it to just be like some american muscle type shit or something yeah i would i, I don't necessarily like the weird alien tech car mm-hmm. futuristic car thing i would like more of like a like a ghost car some sort of dragula if you will dig through the ditches no. and burn through money the witches that. and slam in the back of my dragula i remember i searched for that video the other day on youtube because i was like oh yeah dragula um, now, like, you fucking ruined my YouTube recommendations. <laughs> They're, like, trying to be like, uh, you, you want to watch this Mudvayne Mud music video or uh, Slipknot? You got a new album coming out and <laughs> no, shit. I'm, fucking like, I'm not listening to this shit. I just wanted to see Rob Zombie being weird. <laughs> what is this? That was, like, one time uh, I was hanging out with my friend, and she was like, oh, do you like Metallica? And I was like, They're all right. This is my favorite Metallica song, which is one. And I played it, like, broadcast from my phone through Bluetooth, like, a TV in her garage or whatever. Yeah. And fucking after that, they just wanted me to know so much about Metallica. And I was like, I don't care about these old men. <laughs> I just want to ride the lightning. I do actually like some Metallica albums, though. I don't really like Metallica. Well, you're and wrong. That's, like, the nicest way I can put it. And they got, like, three good albums out of 20, so <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah, just Ride the Lightning, Masters of Puppet, Master of Puppets, and Justice for All. I think those are the only three albums that I like. You want, a, you want a reward or a cookie? Or yeah, I want people listening will be like, yeah, he knows what's up. That's what everyone who likes music says. <laughs> <laughs> Not a shocking opinion. No, my favorite uh, Metallic album is Reload. People listening that know about Metallica will be like, fuck that ass. <laughs> everyone hates Reload. They load is when they cut their hair and everyone got pissed. And then Reload was they made another album that was equally terrible and everyone really hated it. <laughs> Give me fuel, give me fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, give me fuel, give me fire. <laughs> remember, that was like one of the, a, a pretty early meme on the internet, in my experience, right? Give me fuel, give me fire. <laughs> give me fuel, give me fire. What's that song called? It's like Battery or something. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. It's called Give Me Fuel. Give Me Fuel. Yeah, and then also remember um, Fall Out Boy? And there was that cartoon where like the lyrics were all wrong because you yeah, couldn't understand. Yeah. Well, boy. Oh, uh, lonely old man got caught eating pudding. <laughs> yeah. Lonely old man gets caught eating pudding. Down, down in a little rock. rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fall Out Boy sucks. <laughs> I can't believe they're still popular now. That's just like I just it just shows the trend of tastes becoming just bland middle class nonsense. It's always been bland middle class nonsense. <laughs> no, it's. Worse than ever, because now there's young kids who didn't grow up with Fall Out Boy that are rediscovering Fall Out Boy, and it's like, you're fucking rediscovering a bland subculture that didn't exist, and it was all marketing? Like, what? How does this happen? What uh, what movie are we going to watch next week? Um, I thought we could watch Mazes and Monsters. You're watch Mazes and Monsters? Old T. Hanks. Tom first... Hanks playing Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, yeah. But well, Mazes I don't, and Monsters. I don't, I don't think they're allowed to use D- Dungeons and Dragons. They obviously didn't get that... Uh... You know, in the beginning of um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yeah, we're going to watch Mazes and Monsters. It's going to be Tom Hanks uh, being Tom Hanks, doing jokes, probably. Yeah, it's the 80s Tom Hanks. when he's doing jokes. He's um, just out there having a good time, yucking around. The Wraith was all right. 
you should watch it if you got nothing better to do. <laughs> but instead, you can watch Blade 2. No, watch Blade Trinity. It's got Ryan Reynolds. It's the best Blade. Everyone loves that one. Hannibal King. He's a vampire in the comics, though. Yeah. Why is he not he's a, a detective vampire. What? Really? Yeah. And he, uh, That's he, pretty cool. Also, he's like English. Yeah, he also doesn't black, drink right? blood. Just yeah, I think he's a white dude in the comics. Uh-huh. So. Uh, he doesn't drink blood by sheer force of will. Oh, what does he do instead? How does he survive? I don't remember. Eating dookie? That's <laughs> probably eating dookie. <laughs> eating dookie. Yeah, uh, so Maze of the Monsters is next. McVentureProductions.com. At A. Sean McDonald on Twitter. Kyle Main. Kizza. <laughs> uh, you know what's weird? Remember of, um, I don't know, a couple weeks ago I was talking about how like my friend Amanda ghosted me? She start talking to you again? No, but I was thinking, <laughs> like, since I'm not on like social media and I haven't been for a long time, it's not like I have her Instagram or her Facebook or anything like that. Yeah. And I was like, I don't actually know if she's alive. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. It's not as funny when you say it like that. that but <laughs> yeah, that's weird, right? Just because. So maybe there is some benefit to social media. Because like last night I was like, I texted her and I was like, yo, I don't know what's wrong. Could you like let me know you're alive? It's been like three months. And I just realized like. I don't know if you're alive. <laughs> and she still hasn't responded, so I'm like, oh, sh- should I go by her house or something? Maybe like, talk to her mom? Look at social media first. Oh, yeah, so Space Force and a lot of crazy stuff. Probably edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, Space Force is good. Tell your friends about Space Force. Review us on iTunes and share us on Spotify. Put us into like random playlists. Like when you're like, oh, this is like my fucking booty bouncing pay- playlist. <laughs> Just throw an episode. Just an episode of this. We talk about booties. I'll do it right now. Ass, 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 ass. Put that shit in there. Uh, look out for my mixtape. It's going to be dropping by the end of the summer. I don't know what it's going to be called, but I'm yeah making like weird electro anarcho punk. Let's see how that goes. You can have a Verhoeven song in there. Yeah, I just oh, I um am planning on doing that also. You know, like uh, a lot of punk fans used to use like audio clips from movies a lot. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely do some of that shit. So I'll uh, um quote I'll do like an audio clip from Showgirls, <laughs> Verhoeven's best work, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yep. So it's probably gonna you know set the world ablaze when it comes out. So you'll hear about it. <laughs> 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 I guess it'll probably just be Kizza and then whatever uh, incendiary name I want to give the mixtape. Like, <laughs> World Trade is a death machine. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. You know, something real uh, politically aggressive. like Something that you know, gets the kids thinking. Mm-hmm, gets mm-hmm. the blood going, the juice is flowing. Like, eat Ice Bay's booty until she's no longer a capo. <gasps> Space Force! <laughs>